Ultra. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one liar, liar, pants on fire minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Jonathan Carlyle from the Princess Bride Minute. And I'm Steve Lasto, also from the Princess Bride Minute. Welcome back, guys. It's been fun having you on. Oh, yeah. This is great. We've had a blast. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about Minute 58, which uh, starts with... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson saying, we can certainly get a picture of this weirdo and ends with MJ snapping. Yes, Enrique. Okay, I get you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great Uh, line. It's it's a perfect line because it's exactly your reaction to someone who is revealing you to be the liar that you are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They receive all of your wrath in one right. moment. You're ruining <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we get that great line of, uh, you know, if he doesn't want to be famous, I'll make him infamous. Yes. Uh, which is uh, just that's it's a great it's a great line. Yeah. And uh, he's got the position to go with. You know, he's got his hands on his hips showing his suspenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cigar uh, firmly chomped. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. And, and I also, I love the fact that he says, put an ad on the front page, cash money for a picture of Spider-Man, which is, I, I, I think it's interesting because it's, it's really just a setup for Peter to sell photos because you never see anyone else taking pictures of Spider-Man. You think... (laughs) If the newspaper was offering cash money for pictures of Spider-Man, everyone would be taking pictures of Spider-Man all the time because why not? Yeah. Um, but uh, at least at least other people coming in with like distant out of focus shots or something. In this day and age, yeah, people yeah, have totally. a job because everyone would have their iPhones out. Right. That's very <laughs> no photographer yeah. jobs anymore, let alone let alone this special. That might be the other reason why we haven't seen the Daily Bugle in the other Spider-Man movies. Uh, right, because they're like, ah, what's a newspaper? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, what's a newspaper? Just doesn't have, just doesn't uh, have the same meaning as it did uh, once. You know, back in the, yeah. I mean, it was it was nearing the death of uh, of this sort of, you know, uh, the strength, I guess, of 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 press journalism um, was like nearing the end when this yeah. was made, uh, and that was fifteen years ago. So. Yeah, it's interesting how like with the Daily Planet, the Daily Planet has evolved into like a new media thing in DC Comics and all of that. 
I'm not so sure that they've mm-hmm. done that. I, I'm not so sure that they've done that with in, in Marvel. Some with the Daily Bugle. I think they've just stepped away from that in the storytelling. I don't think the Daily Bugle is really front and center right now there either. No, in fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Daily Bugle has closed up oh shop my. in the Spider-Man comics currently. That's so depressing. Um, something to do with Civil War and Frontline, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm not entirely. I don't. I don't entirely remember. But yeah, currently, uh, J. Jonah Jameson is running a uh, not Fox News network. Um, oh but, boy! Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, like a, a stand-in for that for sure. I, I, I hate um, to yeah, say it. He basically runs a runs a cable news network. I hate now. to say it, but so, I'm not gosh. reading the Peter Parker Spider-Man right now because the idea that he owns this huge company just sort of. Doesn't resonate with me. So, yeah. Yeah. No. That's. I'm. I'm with you. I'm on the common refrain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's. But. But you know what? There is a whole generation of of uh, of people who love that version of Spider-Man because they came into it from Superior Spider-Man, and and so they really like that version of it. Uh, And so you know, I'm glad it exists for somebody. You know, everybody. Everybody gets their Spider-Man, I guess, at some point. Well, so. yeah, <laughs> especially nowadays, we got all kinds of Spider-Man. It's true, it's true. Yeah, a lot of Spider-Folk. Uh, in um, this movie, we just have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get that, we get that great line, and then we cut to the Moon Dance Diner, um, which I, I first of all, okay, so this is the first time that I've ever realized what this transition is, because mm-hmm. what this is is he says. He doesn't want to be famous. I'll make him infamous. Cut to failed actress Mary Jane, who wants nothing in the world more than to be famous, and she's working as a waitress. Oh, failed, failed oh. actress. A little rough. She's a child. But but it's how she views herself. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. And and so that's more what I'm referencing is that she feels like a failed actress because she isn't you know in a starring role on Broadway. Uh, you know, five minutes after moving to the city. <laughs> She'll, she'll be in Hamilton the next and movie, it, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And it's it, to go along with that. It seems extra cutting that her the restaurant is called Moon Dance and it's so shimmery, like it's mm-hmm. you know, like it is a a show that she's walking out of. Or yeah, oh, glitzy. It's yeah, not. yeah. Dance diner. Yeah, I don't know. It's another like vaguely anachronistic uh, type of feeling. This like. This old-fashioned diner with these, like, you know, really bold uniforms where she looks like she's out of the 50s or 60s or something in this big mm-hmm. trench, coat, trench coat to hide it. I, it's out of time, out of place, but, again, this time, really physically shot in New York City. Like, this is on location in New York with real cars and, you know, uh, extras posing as pedestrians and whatnot, but you can feel that the the grit of the world is here. Whereas the last time we saw like New York city streets, they were the, the Gotham esque, uh, backlot, um, sessions that we had where, uh, it was more cartoony and more, you know, f- fun and fancy. And now it's gritty, gritty, real deal. New York right. city. Uh, but they, just... but they do pick sections of New York that feel the closest to backlots. So as not to sort of like, betray yeah the, it's not um, jarring the feel of the way. movie yeah 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 it's not like we're suddenly in the dark night um right <laughs> you know it's now this, this is definitely an, an the not the most well-traveled corner of new york circa 2002 
Yeah. I mean, it's certainly in the it's certainly in the world, but it's a little bit off to the edge, if you will. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, the border of Soho and um, whatever's on the other side of Sixth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Sure. Based on the um, right back, the the shutters over the windows in the um, the the business across the street. I mean, it could just be a closed business. I don't I don't know, but it mm-hmm. it almost seems like this is really early in the morning, and they haven't opened yet, and so they have their shutters down still, and so that would mm. mean that MJ worked all night. Uh, so she's like a she's a middle of the night waitress. Um, so she doesn't even have the good shift. She's got a bad shift. Right. The shift, the shift with not much, not many tippers, I would imagine. Well, she, she needs oh, that so yeah. she can go to interviews all day long. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. yeah. She got to go to auditions. Um, I love when she walks past Peter. Peter has uh, he, his MJ sense goes off. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a few different senses going off because as soon as he runs after her, I think she's got like a creep sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Buzz Cause, off. Cause, because he doesn't say, hey, MJ. He is, all she hears is someone just say, hey. Yeah. She assumes it's for her and that it's some creeper. Yeah. That yeah. like code switch that she has there in the moment where she st- sees him out of the corner of her eye from buzz off to hi is, I think, yeah. just such a great <laughs> little moment. Um, yeah, that's P- really Peter with his MJ sense. I just love the camera move that sells that, that little bit of a gag because it's like uh-huh. we have this big sweeping establishing crane shot down from the moon dance that you know sort of tracking along with her and then we almost run the camera right into toby's face like we, we just like yeah we interrupt him on the street and he turns around like a cartoon character like the Whoa. the focus puller <laughs> earned their job that day that's for oh, sure Oh god i can't even imagine yeah <laughs> oh, good job everybody <laughs> um i like the almost subliminal uh eats on the back of the diner there's just like it's just the word eat on the side and then there's like a lit up eat on the back eat eat just for when you're drunk and you can't tell wait is this a is this a store what is this oh eat okay yeah i can do that here should we eat here i I very much like their um their costumes here um Mm -hmm. i feel like peters is very much true to character of what somebody his age might have been wearing that he's got the peacoat going on i think the jan sport backpack Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what really caught my eye was her wearing the the red dress, you know, the red waitress dress, sort of a nod to Spider Man. Um, sure. Spider Man's colors, I think. Yeah, I think so. yeah, yeah. With her, I, I'm a little colorblind, so I can't quite tell if that's a gray or a bluish apron. That it's she more, has gray. more gray. More, I, I think yeah. it's more gray. Um, but the one thing I don't like is I don't see her wearing this jacket ever. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is this is like the jacket that hookers wear when they leave the Moon Dance Diner. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, you can bleep that out if you need to. <laughs> Maybe that's who she got it from. Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, just not, it's not, it has no style and MJ is style. Even at her down and out, MJ is, she's got it going on. Perhaps. Maybe in 2002, this was a very stylish trench coat. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I was here and I do not think so. <laughs> well, we've, we've talked about it. Uh, we've talked about her wardrobe choices a bit in the past and she does mm seem to like long coats I, I, is this the coat that she was wearing in the backyard no Zach? she had like a like a greenish uh it was like, like a sweater floor, thing or floor length sweater thing in the back oh it was the yeah. sweater thing okay yeah with the, a sweater with thing the... that goes all the way down like a trench coat but it's okay not yeah my mother yeah. owns this coat she's 83 years old i'm yeah. telling you this is not mj's coat <laughs> yeah, maybe it is maybe a hand-me-down she, maybe she from got someone. it from her mom 
you know, yeah, it man. could I, be. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think she got this coat specifically to cover up her waitress uniform when she's not there because I think she's ashamed of this job. Um, oh, she's definitely ashamed of this job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I think <laughs> even more so, I, I think she's ashamed of working there uh, for from strangers, like not just oh, Peter. Yeah. Um, like, I think that she got this to hide that that uniform, you know, in and out of there. It's just that she hadn't quite buttoned it up yet because she just couldn't get out of there fast enough. She hates yeah. it. <laughs> She's got Enrique um, following her, so who can blame her? Yeah, but I, I, I wonder if this uh, this dress or uh, th- this this trench coat isn't more uh, practicality than than fashion style. in this case. Yeah, Possibly. than style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It certainly um, is a useful prop in this scene. Oh, definitely. Sure. Uh, But I I will say um, this whole exchange between her and Peter really hammers home the fact that these two aren't friends. (laughs) Like, like they don't really know each other. Like Peter feels like they made a connection that night in the backyard. But MJ has really mostly already forgotten him. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and so she feels totally comfortable just lying to his face, uh, and oh, yeah, lying like- to his face while he is saying, oh, I'm out just like, you know, begging for work. And she's like, right. oh yeah, no, I'm a very successful actress. I'm not looking for work. <laughs> like it's, I, it's an opportunity just, for connection there. Yeah. It's yeah, just, she's <laughs> just such a jerk move. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, this has always been, um, my least favorite MJ scene because it just mm. makes her look like a jerk, I think. Yeah, but I think there's something very teenagery about being this kind of jerk that you're, yeah. you know, the, the type of insecurity and how you deal with it that, that hers, if she is, you know, drawn to this type of thing, such a high minded goal anyway, to just pretend at this moment. Why don't you just pretend here too? Why not? That's what you're your life is uh if if yeah. she isn't that close with him it feels like a teenagery type of uh immature thing to do yeah um, it sucks Definitely. but i don't think it's like character breaking suckage uh or, oh no no not at yeah. all i just yeah it 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 hurts uh it hurts my um my love for this character is the, oh. this scene is just like <laughs> yeah you're just you're just blatantly lying to this guy who really cares about you that's a bummer right. <laughs> why are you doing that still so, trying so hard <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys uh-huh. yeah. how, how much time do you think has passed between say high school graduation and now mm, three so months i'm guessing this is like yeah. october the following fall yeah 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 i think that's appropriate okay that because with it they already peter and harry knew they had their place in new york at graduation and they moved out there and and they're they have to go to class in college but he's trying to find a job in his downtime so has class have classes started yet i assume so so he's got his he's got his backpack so i would yeah. assume so. oh yeah, yeah no yeah. we know that it has because we know that he has that internship thing um, ah yes, he has an yeah. Internship so with... so classes have started. So this is definitely the fall. So since graduation, it's been probably like three months, maybe three to mm-hmm. four months, something like that. Because um, he's yeah. been Spider Man for a while as well, right? Uh, and he had to take the time to make the costume or get the costume <laughs> made or whatever. So yeah, yeah, some time has definitely passed for sure. Yeah. 
which as we know in the real world, the, the first of his suits took five months to build. So, uh, right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, you take out, you take out all of the, the hemming and hawing between all of the people involved and you know, of you course just, you could crank turn, out, turns one. it around, cranks it out real quick, real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went to the place that already makes the suits and he wanted one and they right. got it. Well, yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't I don't uh I I like the payoff of this in tomorrow's minute. Mm-hmm. Um that connection between them, but MJ is still what what I think is interesting about what they did with MJ. Like M- MJ and and Kirsten Dunst, they don't she doesn't get um a lot of credit for this movie. Yeah. Uh, for the for these series of movies and this role doesn't get a lot of credit. And like granted in ev- every single movie, the third act is MJ got kidnapped and you have to save her. Like <laughs> in all three movies, and yeah, so not great. <laughs> that that's definitely not great. Um, b- but but the rest of her character, everything else she does in all three movies, is I think surprisingly complex for just like for quote unquote just a love interest. Sure. Um, I, I think that she is much more of a complex character than a lot of people give her credit for. And I've seen um, I, I forget who it was that wrote this. I'll have to look it up so I can reference it later. But mm. somebody um, just recently this this year around the, the 15th anniversary of the release of the movie, someone wrote an article that was basically in defense of 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 Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane Watson. And it was talking about how like how weirdly feminist this movie is. And this was one of the scenes that they pointed out um, was that like, yeah, you know, it, 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 all of these movies definitely end with her being kidnapped, which is not great, but scenes like this are very feminist scenes where she, a is allowed to be a jerk um, and just lie to his face. Mm-hmm. Because B, she doesn't owe him anything. Just because yeah. he's nice to her and feels like he has a connection to her doesn't mean that he actually does, and certainly doesn't mean that she has a connection to him, really. And right. so, yeah, she's saving face. So what? And mm. and that the way that she sort of treats uh is sort of dismissive of Peter in not a mean way, but in just a like not in like a mean, hateful way, but just in a in a very simply like I'm not interested dismissal kind of yeah. way. Like self-protection. Um, like I can't waste right. energy on too many of these interactions like this today. Type but of. yeah, it's it's yeah. really impressive, especially considering Mary Jane Watson from the comics had the hots for Peter the first time that she met him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a complete like redo of this character from the ground up. And it's, 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 it's oddly three dimensional for, like I said, quote unquote, just a love interest. Yeah. Just a damsel, just a, all those, right. all those other things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, for all yeah. the people, for all the like Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst haters, mm-hmm. or, you know, even just like this character, people that didn't like it. Now I read the comics, at least in the nineties. Um, and if that Mary Jane was in the movie, she would have been kind of a non-character. Like, you know, I don't, yeah. I guess yeah. I don't understand the hate for it because she's actually someone in this movie. Right. Um, yeah. You know, the only reason 
uh, you know, young boys cared about Mary Jane in the comics was because one, she was Peter's love interest, and two, because of the way people drew her, and that was right. about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're 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 talking about the same uh, the same guys, and it's always guys, it's always dudes. Um, <laughs> it, you're talking about the same guys who want wrestlers to play superheroes. They're right. like. You know, get John Cena to play Shazam or, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, no, no, you don't No, you don't. You think you want that. You don't want that. Trust me. You don't want that. Like, yes, he looks like he could, you know, wear that costume and pull it off. But like, that's it. That's the only thing. He's not an actor, you know, yeah. like he's a performer, but he's not an actor the way that these people are. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's the people that make those sorts of arguments where. Yeah. It's all based on the visual and surface, to them, yeah. right. It's surface. And to them, she doesn't look like the MJ that, you know, they had, uh, a, a, uh, what, what is that? Rule 34, a <laughs> rule 34 crush <laughs> yeah. on, um, you know, on, on when they were a kid. So because she doesn't look like that, um, you know, redheaded bombshell character, they're like, Oh, that's not good enough. But, Really, yeah, you're right. Like, this is a much better character. She's m much more uh, three-dimensional, and I think that's the reason they they made those changes, because it was necessary. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think you have to remember, this is also an 18-year-old girl. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, a lot right. of the things, a lot of the Mary Janes we're talking about are not 18-year-old girls. They're, they're the Mary Jane that knew Peter in college, or that Peter got married to, or right. you know that Mephisto stole the clone of, or whatever. But, um, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I mean well, is, but right from child. right from her first appearance, I mean, and granted, I think that was, I think, college. I think he met, I think, uh, may, yeah, maybe, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 it was because he met Gwen Stacy first, and that was in college, so yeah, it yeah. have to be. Yeah. Um, but it was still it was still early days and MJ I mean I guess it's understood that she's the same age as him in the comic but she doesn't go to college so I don't know like <laughs> she could be younger even in the comics it's just uh she's got like that weird free spirit hippie party go-go boots wearing girl thing mm -hmm. I don't I don't even know how to describe MJ she's just very flighty in the comics um, prior to the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm glad they didn't do that character because yeah, you're right, Jonathan. Like why? That's not interesting. <laughs> uh, it's actually, I'm reading it. It's, it's actually pretty irritating. Every time she shows up, you're like, all right, stop calling people daddy. Oh, chill it. Chill it <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I so, you know, like it, it this scene always bothers me because she's just like lying to this guy. But it's like, yeah, when you look at it from her perspective, she doesn't really know him that well. She He was yeah. just the, her neighbor. And, you know what? he She just doesn't owe him anything. So it's I, it it's fine. It's just yeah. like it's just a little grating because you're obviously coming to this from Peter's perspective. Right. Where I think like, it's probably even more like painful in the moment because Peter is so immediately trusting and gullible oh, and yeah. goes along. Yeah. He's so happy for her that it almost makes you're it You're doing worse. it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you're doing it. You came out here. Oh, God, gee shucks. You're really, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and even even when she says I'm just coming off a job now, she says it and her face drops as if why am I lying? Like why is this happening? 
why am I doing this right now? Like it's, it's, it's kind of like, I, you know, I've, I've, I've lied like that before, you know, where you're just like, why am I doing this? Like the words are coming out of my mouth and you're, it's like, why is this happening? What, why am I choosing to do this? It's definitely a moment like that. I think Um, (laughs) it's just really sad. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, then Enrique comes in to, to ruin it for her. Oh, good old uh, Enrique. Lou Torres, way to go. Yeah. So, hey, so glamour that, girl. Do we think that MJ is, uh, do we think she's just bad at her job or is she embezzling money? <laughs> I never thought yeah, of that. I, can, you, can you call it embezzlement if it's $6? <laughs> no, it depends on how, you know, how often she does it. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, I, think I don't bad. know. I, I, I think if I had to guess, uh, I, she's probably, she's probably bad at her job because she doesn't care about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I mean, I worked in, I worked in retail for a long time when I was younger and that was always the the thing, right? Like you could always tell like, okay, don't give response any responsibility to this person because they don't care about this job. <laughs> and so they're going to get this stuff wrong because they don't care. They're, they're not going to be here like two months from now. Um, right. And I think she's one of those people. Uh, yeah. I don't. What I don't understand is why. Like, why does she have a drawer if she's a waitress? She's not ringing people out. She's a waitress. Well, well it depends right? on the diner. Because I I go on to some diners here in L.A. at least where you you get your meal, but then you you go to the front and you you sign out as if you were at like a I don't right. know a retail store or something like that with a register and you're you're right. But you wouldn't have your own drawer. There'd be one. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I just I walked myself into the into getting to where you are. Yeah, no, that makes no sense (laughs) at all. Got it. it. Maybe she's just the register lady. Maybe she's not a waitress. Maybe she just like she runs the register all day and smiles. That'd probably be a better gig to have in the overnight shift, right? Oh yeah, there's less happening. You're. Well, well, and you 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 wouldn't get tips really as a waitress, so you'd yeah. want at least minimum wage at that point. Yeah, yeah, um, and not waitress minimum wage, which is not the great. the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, Talk to you. is uh, why do uh, why do Peter and MJ keep meeting when she's getting yelled at? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this I don't know. She just she attracts uh, bad. Childhood. Yeah, she yeah. just attracts bad dudes in her life. Just um, yelling stuff. Yeah, <laughs> this is the root stuff. of what Peter and MJ have. Is he's the first man never to abuse her. <laughs> it's yeah. You got her father. You got Enrique. You got Flash. I mean, it's it's never ending yeah. up until she. To a certain extent, you got Harry. You got Harry. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. Emotionally abuses her. Yeah. Uh, and verbally, <laughs> or I guess d- verbally does not defend her. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Even Harry's dad treats her pretty poorly. Right. Yeah. Super, super poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Broma so, uh, yeah. That's uh, a, that's a little rough, but, um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, you know, she gets in trouble with Enrique and, uh, that, that about, uh, she finally gives in and yells back at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's, uh. That's that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm curious. I, um, I I do have my uh, my little uh, callback to minute fifty six. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, when we saw the on the newspaper about the subway crash, at the beginning of this minute, we see the guy holding the paper, and it says uh, 
says subway bandits strike again. I was wondering if those were related at all. Maybe the subway bandits are like some low-level oh. crime syndicate or something that Spider-Man hasn't yet uh, battled. Right. Oh, interesting. There's a whole parallel story there uh, about the subway bandits and their we reign of terror. setting up the Sinister Six movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> it's the Enforcers, actually. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I, um, I can't believe this, but I have a note on Enrique. Oh, oh wonderful. Enrique, right. <laughs> played by Lou Torres, also plays a cab driver in the the first and um, oh-so-well-remembered Fantastic Four movie. Oh, oh wow. Oh. So for, for my head canon, I like to think that somewhere between movies, he changed jobs. <laughs> I believe that He's, the second job, the second movie comes out, the Fantastic Four movie comes out later than this. I think it comes out in 2005. Yeah. So, you know, I think a cab driver is a big step up from whatever he's doing here, so. Oh, it is. To get that medallion, yeah. you have to, like, go through all sorts of of, of malarkey. Yeah. Well, I, he might be uh, renting a cab, but yeah. Maybe right. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the connective tissue of the of the multiverse here. I think Enrique is the key. Well, they uh, didn't know that Stan Lee was going to last this long, so right. Enrique, was, Enrique was the fault. They had to hedge their bets with Enrique. <laughs> he he also serves the Avengers dinner after the uh, Battle of New York. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He hangs out in Gotham, you know. He, he buys falafel. Uh, so, guys, do you do you remember uh, seeing this movie for the first time, and and you know what your experience was and what you thought of it? I'll start with Jonathan first this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife may hate this story or may not. I don't know. It's it's a good oh, ending, good. but um, <laughs> for for any any people that are married out there or or in relationships, like this movie actually got my wife to apologize to me. So that's a, that's a big thing. <laughs> oh man. We, Whoa. we we typically watch things together and we did not watch this movie in the theater because she just didn't didn't want to uh she didn't know, you know, didn't know what to think about it. Um and then after we watched it at home, she actually apologized that she, you know, kept me from seeing it in the theater and but but the oh. good part is that <laughs> from then on, you know, we've very much been into the superhero movies and, and uh, she oh. she's something has awakened in her that she's always <laughs> loved this kind of thing but didn't really know about it until that time so oh, that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> I like the phrasing something has awakened in her <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and timely wise uh, Wonder Woman is uh, is her favorite and uh, so she's very happy to see the Wonder Woman movie yeah oh that's Spoilers, awesome but, uh, fantastic lovely. what about you Steve um, surprisingly, I didn't see this in the theater either. Um, oh, wow. wow. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I did see A it. A New Yorker? I saw it what are the you theater. doing? No, no, hang on. I saw it in the theater, but I saw it very late in its run. Like, I saw it a few months after it came out. I apologize. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I don't know why, why that was. I, I, my thinking on it retroactively is that after Phantom Menace, I was just a little bit turned off of what was going on with genre films, and maybe I just said, oh, who needs this? You know, I've, I've got my Spider-Man, and I'm all good. But I know that I saw it like three months after it came out in the Union Square Theater, um, which is um, like on 13th Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And I saw it with a bunch of friends. And even then, the movie was sold out or damn close to it. They sat in like the fourth row. And we're sitting down and and the movie starts. And and, and by the time I got long before I got to this scene, I was thinking, how come I haven't seen this already? So I I guess I was in a strange point (laughs) in my life. Um, And I'm going to see the new one in two days for the first show. So... I've gotten oh, yeah. past it, but I feel I feel guilty. Yeah, I was wondering, what was that like watching it in New York City 
at that time it, it, to, to not be too indelicate about it but like you know it was um, such an optimistic portrayal of new york at a time that it seems like it needed it uh you know so when did this come out it came out in in 2002 in the spring yeah may may 2002 Boy, that's a good question. So I wouldn't have seen it until about September, I'm guessing, or July, maybe August. Um, okay, yeah. I this doesn't this doesn't play into any other than the other what I mentioned in the previous minute where I you know where I knew about the Twin Towers and it doesn't really play into that too much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one thing you have to keep in mind. I don't know how old you guys are, but mm-hmm. so it was really so obviously like nine eleven. New York was in was pretty awful in a lot of ways mm-hmm. after after nine eleven, but it was also a really, really optimistic time in some ways. Cause I remember, I remember being really, really proud of being, of being a New Yorker, of being really, like, really um, appreciative of NYPD, yeah, and um, just really proud of being an American in the way that I guess I'm not right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. So th- I, I almost feel like you know, for I mean, I can tell you some horrible stuff that you don't need to hear from me, but you know, I no, mean, no, but, no. But I almost feel like my memories now are a little rose-colored because I know there was good that came out of it. I know there were things to be really, really proud about. And really, really, you know, that the way New York came back was awesome. I mean, it was, I'm I'm so, I'm so proud to have been like somebody who lived here and stayed here and not that I was going anywhere. I know where to go, but, you know, Mm. um, so that's an optimistic time period to me almost. Sure. You know, I mean, we went through, we went through like the worst thing that'll probably ever happen hopefully ever happened in new york right yeah so it's just it's been on my mind a little recently because earlier in this week when they were uh in the middle of their their press tour for the the mcu spider-man movie spider-man homecoming which is going to be out by the time this podcast comes out the um they did a they set aside time in the press schedule to do a special advanced screening for first responders in new york city so Mm. they had like a, a a special screening in new york just for you know nypd and the um, That's awesome. Police department and things like that. Uh, people that were first responders in 9-11 had an early screening of Spider-Man. And I, I think there's something that that property will always be tied to it in a, in a, in a, in an odd, but sometimes optimistic way. Yeah. Yeah. If know. you, if you don't want me going one step higher on the soapbox here, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, I'm certainly aware that not every police officer or first responder in the world is the best person on the planet, mm-hmm. but I, I wish people would remember yeah. These guys climbed the burning buildings, burning skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And it really bugs me that not everybody, that, that people forgot, people don't talk about it as much as they used to. But it's good that there are things like that that still exist and things like the gift to New York, which is one of the mm-hmm. 9-11 funds. I wasn't really prepared to talk about 9-11. No, um, no, no. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it sort of bugs me that, that, that it's not always remembered, but it's also, there are things, there are still working nonprofits and working organizations that are you know, supporting the widows and the children nine mm-hmm. eleven. Um, you know, it's still it's still a big part of the fabric of the city. Yeah, totally. will yeah. be for as long as I'm alive. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, guys, thanks so much for for joining us for these uh, for these three minutes. Um, yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been uh, great. it's been great. Uh, tell people where they can find you guys. Jonathan, you want to take it this time? Sure. Uh, on Facebook, you can just search for a Princess Bride Minute or the Princess Bride Minute. Um, and we really like people to join the uh, A Battle of Wits, the Princess Bride Minute podcast. Um, there we have our discussions there and uh, 
people come up with uh, different theories for things and mm-hmm. talk talk about Buttercup and the new Wonder Woman movie, all that fun stuff. Um, on Twitter, it's at TPB Minute, and um, that's just just about it. We do have an email address, but I don't remember what it is because no one ever uses it. So. <laughs> Princessbrideminute yeah. at gmail dot com. There you go. Which no yeah. one ever uses. That is true. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, appreciate you being on, and uh, we will be back tomorrow with a new guest and minute fifty nine. Bye, everybody. One more thing. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, I want to talk about one of those memories. One of those memories I had, and we don't talk about very long, but all of a sudden, I had this faint memory when I was preparing for this podcast Uh of this video game that I used to play way back in the day. Uh It was a a Spider-Man text adventure game. Really? Oh. Yes. It's uh, Quest Probe featuring Spider-Man. It looks like they had a few of them. I remember that. They had Quest Probe featuring the Hulk and... A uh, human torch in the thing looks like another one. But I only played the Spider-Man one. And I, uh, I played it a lot, even though I had no idea what I was doing with it. And I would just get stuck. But Amazing. But yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. And then it was like, wow. It's, so it's, it's fun discovering all the things that you used to do and completely forgot about. And all the connections. Yeah. I mean, this character's everywhere. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never would have thought now. there was a text-based Spider-Man game. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I remember that game, but I have one more thing too now. Um, John, let's keep on keep on going from here. Um, how did they get, how did they decide that Firestar and Iceman were going to be Spider Man's amazing friends? <laughs> I mean, I sort of get Bobby, but Firestar seems like an unusual creation for the time. They could have done Gene I don't Gray know. if they were X Men. I mean, we have yeah. not done Siren. our research on uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends, so I I don't know the history of of that process. That, yeah. but I agree that it's a weird. <laughs> choice for a sure very strange team yeah maybe it's perhaps, a, perhaps a, for a patreon edition yeah we, we have a right. weekend edition yeah. the weekend to uh, bugle um maybe yeah we'll, 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 we'll definitely get around to it for that uh eventually <laughs> at some point yeah. thanks yeah <laughs> we're good all right, right well uh bye everybody bye bye <laughs> have fun storming See you tomorrow, tomorrow.